podcast, Two-Headed Monsters, Not Your Mama's Therapist. Kind of catchy, kind of weird, but y'all understand where we're going with it once we get started. My name is Andrea Hill. I'm a master's level social work, and my co-host is... Cecil Holston. Um, I'm a, right now, a licensed social worker working on his master's, so I will be by next year. So we've both been in the field been in the field of social work for a while and we just been looking at some of the challenges that people face as social workers as black people in our community when it comes to therapy and we just want to bring our experience and our points of view out to the forefront so we can all just talk about it and get real about some of the real issues out there i would say the same thing um i think we are in a, a time now where mental health is looked at as a positive and not really a stigma it's coming it's becoming destigmatized so we're learning how to talk more about mental health, be open about mental health, especially in our community, the black community, where we are trying to get to a point um, where we're not feeling that we have to hide secrets or put it in the closet or brush it under the rug or um, leave it at home. So that's why, you know, that tagline of not your mother's therapist is it's not the person you're going to sit at the table and talk about and walk out and be like, oh, got it. I, I got it. <laughs> Um, and then also we want to help you understand that therapy is not the heal all. It's a process. It's the starter. Um, but through it, you can definitely heal and, and, and feel like a better you. Um, so that's what I would say. And before we jump into our topic, I just want to remind you that although we are trained professionals, this podcast does not substitute for you having a good relationship with a trained therapist in your area and in your community. All right, Cecil, let's go it's going. Um, I think so. Our topic today is going to talk about um, therapists and it not being your friend. So not like the friendly social media therapists, like where people who are posting and telling you depression is this and anxiety is this. And um, but this is going to be like, go see a trained professional um, who has either an office or. Um, a private practice, and we'll talk more about what these the, the 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 logistics of private practice and things of that nature. Um, but don't allow social media to be your therapist. Don't allow your friend to be your therapist. Don't allow your family member to be your therapist. Mm-hmm. Find somebody who's a neutral person, um, who's non-biased, non-judgmental, to talk to you about what's really going on with you. Because um, I think sometimes we fall into the pits of tagging a tagline on a status and now 50 people is commenting on, yeah, that's how yeah, I feel. me too. That's me. That's, that's exactly where I'm at in my life. You see me. <laughs> <laughs> Hit me in my inbox if you need to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, that's that's not how therapy is. No. That's not how mental health should work. Um, you should definitely find a mental health trained professional in your area um, and that is licensed to do what they do definitely licensed. So there's different levels to stuff like this. So I know in our black community, minority communities, let's say, um, our church is our, our core of our being. So sometimes our therapist, we say, is our pastor or a preacher at the church, but they have no clinical training in that. Their training, per se, is in the word of God, in Jesus, and all that he brings to them to preach to you on Sunday morning. But when you get behind closed doors, is that somebody that you can sit and tell all to knowing that tomorrow, Sunday morning, they'll be the ones talking to everybody. So then if they say something that you felt like came out of the meeting that y'all had, you like, oh, I can't trust you. Oh, you sharing my stuff. Exactly. Oh, you're trying to read me. 
And so that's one reason why I would not suggest your pastor be your therapist. Um, another level of it is count, um, co- life coach, mm-hmm. life coaches like Ayala Van Zandt. She has some good stuff. I ain't go. I'm not go. Yeah, she got some good stuff. Yeah, that's a different conversation. But, (laughs) but she's a life coach, and she wants to help coach you through life. That's different than a therapist. Mm -hmm. A therapist wants you want to be vulnerable, Mm -hmm. lay your life out there, and then give you options on how to do your life. A coach is going to tell you how to run plays. Mm A therapist is going to tell you these are your options on how to run this play. Which one do you think is going to work best for you? And let's try it out. Let's try it out together. Because it's one thing for somebody to give you homework and say, this is what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. It's another thing for us to say, these are the things. Let's work on this. We go do it together. And next time I see you, we go check in on what went good, what went bad, what went out of control. But it's a difference in us telling you how to fix your life mm-hmm. and us doing life with you. And the other thing is, even if you pick one play, that don't mean that's the only play. So you may pick that one play this time during the first three sessions and be like, that play didn't work. Let's try this different mm-hmm. play. Um, so as a licensed therapist, you're supposed, as the licensed therapist is talking to you through the play, you're supposed to be able to say like, this play didn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, and what can we do differently? Or what can we change about this play? Um to be able to get yourself to be successful. So, and therapy doesn't have to always be consistent. Like you can stop from your therapist for a couple weeks and come back a month later. So don't gotta be, I see them every week or every bi-weekly or every month. I can see you one month and be cool. And I see you again for another four months. Mm -hmm. Um, But you just have to make sure that when you're feeling low or you may be feeling, you may be happy and feel like I need to talk to you about Mm -hmm. something. Um, Therapy doesn't always have to be a negative thing. It could be something that's positive. You might just want to talk about, talk through life, talk through your goals that you're like, okay, I'm here, but I'm just stuck. And mm-hmm. I can't get past this point. Um, but I'm, I'm other parts of my life is cool. I'm sleeping fine. I'm eating fine. My relationship is perfect. But this particular part of my life, I'm just stuck. Yes. Where can I do? What can I do? That's what a therapist is supposed to help with as well. Um, because like I said, it's that non-judgmental, um, non-biased discussion that, that you walk out that room like, okay, he can't tell my... He's not going to tell my mom. He's not going to tell my friends. Um, they're not going to tell social media what they just heard. They're not going to tell their coworkers because they can all lose their license as a licensed therapist. That's right. If they talk about anything you talk to them at, in that room about. Um, or they don't have a release of information about. But that's the one thing about social media is social media can run and tell everybody what you're going through, mm-hmm. what's happening. Um, I know my co-host talked about, like, church. It's okay to have God. And it's okay to have a therapist. Yes, sir. So it's okay to pray. Amen. And to, to have a therapist that you pray with sometimes. So yes. You, there are spiritual therapists. Um, and there are spiritual life coaches. So you, you don't have to find um, just a therapist because you feel like he's licensed. They can be licensed and still help you through that spiritual journey mm-hmm. as well. Um, so I just wanted to add that too. I know sometimes we think like, oh, I got to pray about it, but I can't have a therapist to help me about it. Right. Um, so you can do both sometimes too. So in talking about finding a licensed professional, oftentimes we lean on our friends for advice, our family for advice, things like that. Um, how would you find a licensed person? And what are you looking for when you say a licensed professional? 
I think when it comes to a licensed professional, um, the first thing you have to be able to know is what they're licensed in. There's different licensures. There's LPCCs who are just counselors. There are L LSWs who are licensed social workers. Mm -hmm. um, there's marriage and family therapists. Um, there's CDCAs, there's CDC, There's so many different licensures. Um, so you have to find a therapist that works for you. There are a lot of times that there's, there's psychiatrists and psychologists as well mm -hmm. um, that also can provide therapy. Um, when it comes to finding who you need to find, there are different like avenues. So um, there's Psychology Today, um, psychologytoday.com, which mm -hmm. kind of like in your area, if you're in Ohio, if you're in Michigan, if you're in Georgia, if you type in the area you're in and the, the counselor you're looking for in the area or mile radius of where you're at, um, there's Psychology Today that I know a lot of counselors and social workers and psychologists and psychiatrists are using now. Mm -hmm. um, you can uh, sometimes, you can ask your friend, um, like, you know, like a doctor. So think about yeah. a therapist like your doctor. Um, like, what <laughs> therapist you go to um, and have that conversation and see if that works and try them. Um, you can try multiple different therapists to figure out which one fits you. Mm -hmm. You don't have to stick with one because you found them. It's like you don't have to stick with your doctor. Um, so we need to start thinking about psych. Therapists, like we think about with doctors, like, yes. okay, I'm going for this ailment. They might work for this, but I need to go to this doctor for this. Mm -hmm. So this is how your therapist should work. Okay, yeah, my therapist is talking to me about my marriage and family therapist, but I want to go individual as well. So I'm going to go over to this person. Um, finding a licensed professional sometimes takes time. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot of energy. Um, it can frustrate you. But when you find that one to help you, um, it's definitely a healing process. Um, the one that you're matched to. So if you feel like, yeah, this therapist is talking to me about stuff, but they just don't feel that connection mm -hmm. or I don't feel connected to them, move, find somebody else, ask somebody, ask for a referral, ask for a recommendation. Um, sometimes I know social media can be, can be utilized. It's not the best place, but it can be. Um, but psychology today, I know for sure. Mm -hmm. I know, um, I don't know any other any other ones. Like, There's other another ones. one. I just know Therapy for Black Girls. Okay. It's actually a podcast, but she has a website that licensed professionals can go on there. Okay. I know that in some of my clients that I have in private practice, they literally told me they typed in black their black woman therapist in Toledo. And then my Psychology Today profile came up. So you can get as specific as you want. You can even call your insurance provider. Yep. They can give you a list of people that they actually cover in your area. It's so many options. But I feel like the thing that holds us back from actually doing it is doing it. Mm -hmm. Because I see so many posts on Facebook where people are like, anybody know any good therapist? Anybody know somebody that can th have therapy with my daughter? Mm -hmm. Anybody want to have therapy? Like, and they'll list, they'll tag a whole city of us and nobody ever get a call from from you or your person or anything. And it's like, it's one thing to look for something. It's another thing to actually engage in. Mm -hmm. The follow through. So I know there's a lot of times um, on social media that I see a lot of therapists and counselors are tagged um, and put into certain, like, hey, you help my child. And we reach out on social media, but then we never reach back. Mm -hmm. So it's okay to reach out, but you got to make sure if you really want the services that you reach out. Um, and as a counselor and therapist, as, as mental health has talked about more, the caseloads are growing. Mm -hmm. um, and since there's such a limited amount of um, specific like black therapists, um, but there are therapists who aren't black that can help you. So yes. I don't want everybody to think like yes. it's because we talk about black therapists. There are therapists outside of um, our culture that can help in the community as well. 
but you just got to find somebody that you can relate to. I, I got to keep saying that because therapy yeah. has got to be relatable. If you don't feel comfortable in that session and you walk out 50 minutes later and you or an hour later and you say, like, nope, this ain't it, try somebody else. Mm-hmm. Don't go back um, or don't stop. Don't stop going because you didn't connect with that person. That's the other thing. We get into these licensed professionals. We get into the rooms with them. We're like, we're not connecting with them, so we're just going to stop yeah. going. Cause they, that don't work because if you really having a real problem and you really want to fix it, you would seek help. And you're going to consistently find the shoe that fits for you. Mm-hmm. If you're sh- shoe shopping, let's mm-hmm. talk about it. Like if you're shoe shopping, yeah, I usually wear maybe a size nine, but this nine is a little tight. Mm-hmm. So I need to go up a little bit. You're going to make the proper adjustments because you want those shoes. So if you want your healing, you want to be better, then you got to keep working at it. Mm-hmm. And another thing, a benefit of a licensed professional, and um, Cecil mentioned it earlier, we can't tell your business. Mm-hmm. Like, we are bound by law that everything that you tell us, we cannot share unless you're hurting yourself or hurting someone else. But in the grand scheme of things, this is the most protected space that you have because it's only me and you. It's only us in the room. We're not recording it. We're not anything. And the thing is, you don't have to see us every day either. So it's not like I just bear my soul to you and then I got to go lay in bed with you at night. Mm-hmm. So that's what creates a good space of a, a licensed professional. The reverse is if you find a professional who you may know. So say you find a therapist mm-hmm. that you're close to, they should tell you like, I can't work with your family yes. because I'm, I'm by law. Um, I cannot talk. I cannot talk to you about stuff because I know too much about you personally, mm-hmm. or I may know a mother. I may know your cousin. I know too much personal information about you, so you got to go find somebody else. Or here's another recommendation for another therapist so you can work with. Um, Because that can get real murky um, and get mess up the healing process. Because therapy is about healing or it's about finding your answer to whatever you're looking for. Mm -hmm. Um, And when you go to a therapist, don't think they're your your genie where they're going to give you like three wishes and three answers. And you'll be like, oh, I got it. I got it. Life is good. I done went through this first session. I'm about to walk out. It could be amazing. You can walk out that first session and hate that therapist Mm -hmm. because they're going to push you. They're going to ask questions. Um, They're going to force you to think about yourself. Um, And the first session should be, they should be asking you about you anyway Mm -hmm. to get to know who you are. It's not going to be a healing process that first session. I'm asking if, as me, if I'm in a session with you, I'm asking you about your interests, what you enjoy, what you like, what you dislike, what, who are you? Um, because if you walk out of there and you don't feel like that therapist know who you are, you probably not gonna have a good connection. Right. Um, and if you can't, and you're supposed to be able to push your therapist as well. Like, okay, you didn't give me no homework this time. What happened? Right. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah, it's like, that happens. Yeah. So it may be a time where we, you get to about 45 minutes in and you like, hold on, wait. You ain't giving me nothing to work on this time. Mm-hmm. What you want me to work on? Um, and that's okay too, because as therapists, we we got we human. We forget sometimes. Yes. But it's so you got you can push back on your therapist or tell them like what you said was wrong. This is what I'm really feeling, or you know I'm really thinking this. This is not what I'm really thinking. Because mm-hmm. um, there's gonna be times your therapist may give you some different ideas or some different feelings. And you'll be like, nope, that ain't it, and that's okay. And that's okay because that's the process. Um, and that's the, the, the beauty of therapy and not social media therapy. Right. Because social media therapy is about, okay, I feel like you. I'm, I'm just like you. I'm just like you. Let's, let's wallow in our sadness together. And let's not fix it. Like, <laughs> let's just stay here in this little dark area or this part of our <laughs> lives that we don't want to talk about. 
And if I do talk about it, then I got to actually heal from it. Yeah, because I'm accountable for yep. it. And that's the thing about therapists. You got to be accountable. And that's why the licensed professionals, they're going to make you accountable. They're going to force you to be accountable. Um, they're going to make you take a look at your, the man in the mirror or the woman in the mirror mm-hmm. um, and say, like, what is it about myself that I want to fix or change? Um, so, yeah, I, I I strongly, through this whole process of finding a therapist, stay away from them social media therapists or social media counselors who are like, yeah, this is the signs of depression. These are the signs of anxiety. These are the signs of... And a lot of times you might go to therapy and not have a diagnosis. And not have, yes. So <laughs> don't think because you depressed or anxious or you feel like I'm bipolar because we in the community... We love saying bipolar. I'm so bipolar. <laughs> and don't know nothing about bipolar. And don't know nothing about what, not a, a, thing. what a manic phase is. <laughs> And if you say that, they're like, what's manic? <laughs> so, you gotta, that's why you have to find a licensed professional yes. who has been in school, who has learned about different things, who hasn't WebMD'd right. <laughs> their diagnosis, uh, but someone who's literally taking into account, like, understanding trauma, understanding environments, understanding how things work, um, because diagnosis is, some diagnosis I didn't heard, don't really be the ones you that have. It's not. <laughs> It's not. I promise you. And I'm like, where did you get this from? Like, WebD, WebMD and Google are a mug. They will mess you up. And I'm oh, sorry. And YouTube. And YouTube. Ooh, I, YouTube. Forgot, I forgot about YouTube because we use YouTube as our doctor sometimes um, about like, oh, I'm feeling like this. And here are five signs of. Yep, I got it. I got it. <laughs> I got, I all got it. And don't have none of it. Um, so, yeah, I would say that also when it comes to a licensed professional. In addition to that, don't think that a licensed professional is going to feed you meds. Um, Not all licensed professionals are even able to prescribe Mm -hmm. medication. We may have uh, uh, knowledge and awareness of what works and Mm -hmm. different things. We may have personal experience with Mm -hmm. it. But that is not the place where you come in the room and we say, you know what? You need some Adderall. No. Like, you need some Zoloft, some no. Xanax. We not, that's not our place to do. We can suggest if mm-hmm. at some point that that happens, but at the same time, it's going to be medicine and therapy mm-hmm. because that's not going to work by itself. Because regardless of what the diagnosis is, even if I'm taking medicine for something, I still have lifestyle things that I need to change and do to manage the overall illness. Yep. And that's with anything. That's with physical health. That's with mental health. Everything. So that's that part. Um, but let's switch to therapists. Okay. What do we have to be cognizant of in our our sessions? Like for me, I know that I have been okay with referring out. Mm-hmm. because some therapists feel like it's a like you lose if you choose to say I can't serve this person and it's not because I don't know it's not because I know you personally it's right. nothing I just know that the services that you need I cannot provide mm-hmm. for instance in a personal experience I had to refer out for a eating disorder I have limited knowledge in that area And if I knew this was the pertinent thing that that person needed help with, I had to put my pride, my personal stuff aside and say, you need help and Mm -hmm. I can't give it. So let me get you to somebody who can. And even as a therapist, don't think your therapist does not, they might not, they might have a therapist themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not a thing of they are weak minded. It's just sometimes you have, you got personal stuff. We still human. Yeah. So as therapists, we're still human. Um, so there are things 
I don't think I've ever, I don't have any personal encounters, but there are times when I'm making sure that you're being referred to things that can help you mm-hmm. also with therapy. Um, so if it's medications or finding you a group to go to when you're going through some grief counseling, mm-hmm. um, or making sure you understand grief that, it, <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> that you understand, <laughs> like, I can't, I'm not the only person that can just help you. Mm-hmm. Um, that there are other, other entities and other wraparound services to help you. Um, because I may not be as, tra- I'm not trained in that area, but that's not my scope of practice. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not able to help you with that, but I can get somebody that can help you with that. Um, and make sure that you follow up with them too. Cause mm-hmm. I'm going to check in as a therapist and be like, okay, I gave you this referral. You've been checking in with them. Um, I would say when we talk about medications, um, to just kind of piggyback off of what she was saying with medications is there are only a few people in the world that can give you medication. That's mm-hmm. a psychiatrist. And that's a doctor. Mm-hmm. Those are the only two people that you like. When I need some medication, I can go to them. Um, I can't do it as a therapist. I may say, like she said, I may give you like, oh, Adderall going to do this to you. Because I know some people that did it to mm-hmm. Um Or it's an adverse reaction to it. Or I may be able to talk through some things. But I'm not going to be able to say like, stop taking your meds. Right. Ever. As a therapist. I should never say stop taking your medication. Because if I tell you stop taking your medication... That could be a problem for you. That's out of my scope of practice. <laughs> and when I say when we say scope of practice, that means we can't do it. Although I think we talk about scope of practice, that means we can't do it. We're not supposed to be saying it. We're not supposed to be doing it because by law, it could be a problem. And say, well, so and so, my therapist told me to stop taking your medicine. Oh, well, who's your therapist? So now they're going to report to the board because they're out of their scope of practice. Yeah. Um. So just making sure your therapist stays in what they're supposed to be doing. Because if they start talking about, like, all these other things and also make sure your therapist does not become the client and you become the clinician. Ooh. I forgot to say that. See, that's an important part of what a therapist needs to be aware <laughs> of, though. Because sometimes there are certain, I've met certain clinicians that have become the client while their client has become the clinician. Mm-hmm. So role reversal, which is by far the worst yes. possible thing that can happen when it comes to a licensed professional, is when they start crying and you looking at them and you like, you okay. You, <laughs> you need some tissue. Remember you told me this? <laughs> Take some deep breaths. <laughs> um, and so just make sure when you're with a licensed professional, they're not, a lot of their feelings are coming out to what you're talking about or they're not taking their baggage onto you um, or they're not, they themselves aren't re-traumatizing you. Yes. Um, so that's another part of licensed professionals. And another piece, so that's to the client, but to the licensed professional, you also have to be self-aware. You have to know what things you're still healing through, working through, um, trigger you, all of that. Because countertransference, which means you remind me of someone in my mm-hmm. life for a reason. And I'm treating you as that person because of that triggering memory. That's real. It happens. So because of that, we have to be so self-aware of things like that. If you find yourself in that position, refer, refer Mm -hmm. out because it's okay because then you're hurting yourself. You're hurting yourself and the client. And when you're trying to be helpful, another thing to my licensed professional people, we can get therapists too. Mm Mm-hmm. I was never taught that in school that it's good for therapists to have therapy. Mm-hmm. But um, my last semester of my master's program, a teacher said to us, you cannot 
heal other people while you're still bleeding. Say that again. So, like I said, <laughs> the teacher said, <laughs> you can't heal other people while you're still bleeding. If that's the case, if you're going in bleeding, you're bleeding on other people. You're bleeding all your mess on them, and that's not fair to see them or yourself. Mm-hmm. So, I'm a therapist with a therapist, and I love it. I'm a therapist with a therapist. So, we both therapists with therapists. <laughs> and, I mean, it works for us. It works for us, and it gives us the space to be us. Mm-hmm. It's the, we get to take our therapy hat off for yes. a change. Like, it's okay to wear that hat. Like, as a licensed professional, I want you to understand, we we scream self-care, but we never actually do self-care. Never. So we scream, like, do take care of yourself. Be good. But there's not a time. I didn't say that in many of your trainings. I didn't say that in my master's level classes. I didn't say that in trainings where people are like, what are you doing for self-care? And people said the same three things. Same things. Music. <laughs> Uh, go to the gym. Go to the gym. Drink some water. And you'd be like, that's not really what you're doing because you ain't got no water bottle next to you. Yeah. You're not leaving the gym when I see you leave from work. <laughs> I ain't seen you in the gym in a while. <laughs> so, and you only listen to music when the radio off. <laughs> so you, we got to get to this point where we're actually taking, we're being selfish yes. with self-care. Mm-hmm. Because self-care is about self. It's not about like, oh, my kids or oh, my my wife or my husband or oh, my, my dog. It's about just literally just self and being selfish. So you got to be okay with being selfish. If you're not okay with being selfish, self-care not going to work. Uh, where you're like, okay, I'm going to take this time for myself. So when I drop off a client off at 4, from 4 to 5, until my next client, I'm going to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do something. Maybe I'm going to grab some lunch, put my headphones in, read my book. And it doesn't mean grab your lunch, put your headphones in, and do case notes. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that. And we have to be intentional with our self-care. So we will bring a podcast later that talks about Mm -hmm. different ways of self-care and different things that you're doing to come in between you and your own self-care. Because you don't want to wear out before your mission is accomplished. Yes. Um, Think anything else about licensed professionals and making sure you're seeking real professional training? Oh, yeah. Okay. So clearly... Cecil's talking to the client and I'm talking to the therapist and that's going to work. <laughs> so, um, therapist, make it a comfortable space. Therapy should be so comfortable. We go in and having it be this rigid, let me sit behind this desk with a computer typing and just that, that's, that's not it. Like, we are two-headed monsters one wears jays and one wears leggings and we're in a session and that's okay like people are okay with that like nobody is looking for you to present some type of image they're looking to present some type of warmth some type of help some type of security Mm -hmm. and they don't care what you have on Mm -hmm. so we have to understand that too some of our language that we use don't talk above people's heads. Mm-hmm. They don't need to know all these special theories and, and all of, oh, this is cognitive behavioral therapy. And I'm going to, no, that's not necessary. Just give them the tools. That's what PSJ said. That's what Erickson used. It's what no one cares. And you know I, what? Most licensed professionals don't even remember no. who it was after no. they've taken their licensure <laughs> test. It goes right into the trash <laughs> of our memories. Yes. Um, but even as... And talking to clients and tell your therapist that you don't understand what they talk about. Yes. It's okay to be like, what you saying? I don't know what that means. Like, and look at them with that face of, I don't know what that means. And it's okay. And they should be able to say, my bad. Yeah. This is what I Let mean. me help you out. Let me clarify. <laughs> because there are times as a client that a, a clinician is going to say something because they're in that clinician mode. Mm-hmm. 
that you're gonna be like, no, I definitely don't know what you're talking about, mm-hmm. or explain to me this. Give pushback. It's okay to push back to the clinicians, and they should be comfortable with that. Because yes. if they're not comfortable with pushback, they're probably not good at being a therapist. Right. Um, and acronyms. We use a lot of acronyms. Yeah. Ask us what they mean. Yeah. So, like, when somebody, like, you got ADHD, like, what is that? I mean, everyone know what ADHD is. But somebody said, like, you got uh, MDD. You're like, what is that? Mm-hmm. Like, major depressive disorder. And you're explaining mm-hmm. the symptoms. Also, if you do get a diagnosis, let your clinician explain to you your symptoms. Yes. I forgot to say that as a client. Because you have rights. And your rights is to know what you have. And you have rights to say, I'm not major depressive. Right. I, may, I don't feel like that. And you can say that. And that's okay. But you can't, don't walk out the room with that licensed professional and feel like they were wrong. I'm never going to therapy because all therapy, I bunch all the, I generalize therapists. Everybody do the same thing. They don't listen to me. They don't hear me. They don't know how I feel. They don't, they don't, they don't. Yet, you never push back. You never asked the questions. You never said, is there anybody else I can work with? Mm-hmm. You may walk into a facility and meet one and say, like, well, maybe is there somebody else here I can work with? Because I just didn't mess with this person. Mm-hmm. Well. And they should, as a clin- clinician, they should feel comfortable with you saying, oh, okay. And you want to find somebody else? Let me help you find somebody else. And as a client, you should be okay with saying, like, I'm not comfortable with you. Let me find somebody else. And therapists, don't personalize that. It has nothing to do with you. Nothing. Well, it could, but still, if it has to do with you, they the ones that need the assistance. So it's supposed to, and if it's something consistent, okay, hold on. <laughs> so if it's something consistent that people keep trying to transfer away from you or say that they can't connect with you, mm-hmm. the clients are not the problem. Maybe you have to look at you because therapist does not mean perfection. Ooh. Therapist does not mean know-it-all. Mm-hmm. We still have normal lives mm-hmm. and we still get some things wrong. We still have personal biases as individuals. That goes back to the self-awareness because we got to know who you can who I can't work with. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. And you got to hit that frozen that LIG and then let it go. Cuz if you can't let it go when they <laughs> walk out the room, <laughs> if you can't sing that song, when you feel in the type of way, um, that's the issue. That's the issue with you. That's that man in that mirror, that woman in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, maybe it's something about me um, that I need to keep in check. Because you can't really help nobody else if me not in check. Um, but as a client, you got to be able to tell your clinician, your licensed professional, like, this is where I'm at in life. This is where I want to get to, mm-hmm. right? So we created a go at that point. And then I'm working through the steps to get to that point. So I'm going to talk about it. I'm The clinician going to give you some homework sometimes. Sometimes they may not say no homework. They might tell you, like, okay, come back next time. We're going to talk about what happened this past week. Mm-hmm. And every session is going to look different. Yes. It may be a continuance of the last session. It may not be. It may be like, tell me something that you did this week that was different than last week. Mm-hmm. It does. Every session should not look the same. Um, everything you talk about may sound the same, but it shouldn't. Your clinician should be able to tell you things that you said before because they wrote it down. Yes. Um, and you you should be able to, by the time you walk out of however many sessions it is, 8 to 10, more than that, a year later, mm-hmm. you should be able to look at your goal and be like, okay, I made some progress. Some progress. It don't got to be a great progress. You don't got to make leaps and bounds, but you moved it up a little bit. So you went from, you know, a 1 to maybe a 2.5. Mm-hmm. Or you went from a 2 to a 2.5. And that's still progress. That's still progress. Uh, we got to look at progress as, it don't have to be the end all. It can just be small baby steps. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then eventually you may get to that four or that six or that 10 or that I've achieved my goal. It's, I'm accomplished my goal. Um, but it may take you years because the trauma you got didn't take a few months to get. That's right. It took years to get. Yes. So uh, give the therapist some time, too, as a client. Like, don't think you're going to walk in to session three and be like, so uh, my, my yeah. trauma from my childhood. Good now? We good now? <laughs> they going to be like, no. It's a whole good Let's just say, no, sir, or not ma'am, not even close. <laughs> um, so just make sure as a client you are being realistic mm-hmm. about what's happening in the sessions and you're being realistic about what you want in your life. Um, if as a client you're like, my goal that I had when I first got here is different now where session mm-hmm. four in, it's okay to change it. And that's okay. But you got to talk about it. Yes. So don't, we, therapists aren't mind readers. Mm-mm. Um, so we can't read your mind, but you got to be able to say like, okay, now I know a session where we talk about, you know, I want to talk about my trauma from my childhood. Now I want to talk about, maybe I want to talk about my trauma now mm-hmm. as an adult. Mm-hmm. Like we, we went through that and it's, it's not as comfortable as I thought it was going to be. So let's try and change, just change it up. Um, and that's okay, but you got to talk about it. And that's important. So we wanted to bring you this first podcast. This is like our pilot podcast, just Mm -hmm. to give you a little knowledge and awareness of things that we will be talking about. This podcast can go for the licensed professional. Mm -hmm. This can go for a client seeking a licensed professional. This can go for your mama and your daddy who just want to sit and listen to a good podcast because we are two African-American social workers, one male, one female, who are out here trying to save Black Lives Matter, trying to just get us back and help us know that therapy is okay. And I know when growing up, we weren't taught that, but therapy is okay. So we want to bring to you different topics that we can talk about in therapy. Mm -hmm. We want to bring to you different tools. We want to bring to you different hot topics in our community and share our personal opinions Mm -hmm. on it as social workers and as people. Yes. Because sometimes that could be very different. And through this process, you're going to get to know us individually as well. Mm -hmm. So, like, we may get to a point where we start talking about individual lives, what we're doing in our individual lives, topics about our individual lives, so that you can understand, like, we're still people. So, therapists are still people. They're still people who have lives, who have goals, who have accomplishments they want to accomplish. But for both of us, we both want to destigmatize mental health in the black community. Yes. Like, we want it to not be the therapy that your mom and your grandma and her great-grandma talked about. Mm-hmm. Or the therapy where you're like, generational, I can stop that thought pattern. Yes. And we're now here, and we're talking about mental health, and we're talking about how we can change and heal and not have to sweep it under the rug, put it in a closet. When I walk out this door, you better not say nothing else about it. Right. Um, Who goes on in this house, no stays in this house. That is not <laughs> what therapy should look like. Um, and therapy is the comfortable it's just like going to seek a doctor it's just like going to the urgent care when you got the flu it's just like walking into a grocery store and picking up some groceries it's normal (laughs) it's normal normal. so we have to get to that point where we're normalizing therapy therapists um and mental health so that's what i would say so thanks for listening um we will try to get a session out each week to bring again all the points that we said that we want to bring out if you have any suggestions any comments or concerns feel free to comment below and let us know just what you think or some things that you want to hear from us thank you for listening bye-bye